we are on episode 37 of G-Money and... The Godmother. This is a show where we get to invite Seamus Conway. Oh, yeah. From Pristine Detailing. I gotta tell you, this guy knows his stuff. We've actually had details from my man Seamus over here. And we're gonna get into all of that. And a few other things, too. As you probably know, this is the show that talks about sharing thoughts, ideas, strategies, and tactics to help local businesses get ahead. And... This business that you have is actually a little near and dear to my heart. I don't know if I ever told you this, Godmother, but my first job ever as an entrepreneur was going door to door asking people if I can wash and wax their vehicles. Right? Wow. I was, and I was, I was hustling and uh, grossly underpaid. <laughs> and uh, I, I recognized pretty quickly, man, this is very manual. My shoulder was hurting. Now, they probably got all sorts of fancy equipment, but uh, that was my first job. So it's near and dear to my heart. They definitely do have some fancy equipment, but it's still uh, still a little bit labor intensive. Yeah, I can still, still leave you feeling a little sore at the end of the day. Tell us a little bit about your business. What is the business? And, and, and we'll kind of get into it from there. So my business um, takes a classic service, just detailing a car, and it brings it to your house. And uh, most detailing garages, um, most, uh, I would say that de- mobile detailing is tricky because there's a lot of uh, professional level services that are hard to bring to the home, like paint correction and extracting seats and steam cleaning. So that's one thing that I realized, uh, you know, I was stuck working in a garage somewhere and I thought, man, like people would, people talk all the time about how hard it is to take time out of the day, drop their car off here, get a ride home, pick up their car later, get a ride back. And I was just like, why can't I do this? So that was the I, bright spark. You were thinking, I'm working at a place. People complain. Everyone likes convenience, right? Right, right. And so you're like, well, this there has to be a better way. Yeah. And I, you know, you look into the market, you see that there are people who do it, but it's mostly people who are going just washing and waxing or vacuuming a car. And, you know, I thought that there was a little, uh, little spot for me there where I can do the same thing, but a little more. Yeah. I love the convenience factor because prior to meeting you, we'd have to go to a place where I would have to drop it off, have someone pick me up. When you come to my house, it just makes it so much more convenient. So you don't have to worry about that. And you bring your own tent. And what do you do? Like, let's say that it's cold. Are you still able to detail cars all year round? Oh, yeah. So even at my house, I have a garage at home. So even if it's raining or anything like that, I can always pick up a client's car, bring it to my house and bring it back when I'm done. If it's uh, if it's cold, I have a little I have a heater. You know, you make it work. You, that's what you do when uh, when you're working for yourself. Sometimes it's uh, you're working in less than ideal conditions or whatever. But you just have to do what you what you do. One of the things he's not talking about, which is another kind of question that I'm going to ask you to maybe stump you a little, but it's not going to stump you, is uh, what do you do when there's no water? You show up at a house and there's a hose, but then there's no water coming out of it. So that's that's actually a million dollar question. People ask me that pretty pretty often. Um, so there's a few different ways you can wash a car. You can always have your water supply, but if you show up with your own couple gallons nowadays, they make rinseless wash solutions where it's as easy as applying the soap with a sponge and wiping it wiping it dry with a microfiber and you don't need to rinse it. I was amazed actually because one of the times he came in the middle of summer, 100 degrees outside, I'm coming outside and I don't see a puddle of water anywhere and you had this thing and you're like this is you were like this is called a, a waterless wax or something. R- rinseless wash. Rinseless yep. wash. Yep. Yeah, and I was 
was like, wow, I never even heard of such a thing. So that's kind of that's kind of cool. Yeah, it's nice. Uh, it might take a little more time than using the the pressure washer with the foam cannon and all that stuff, but uh, it's it's worth it. And it's it's this is, you know it's soap for a car. It's the same grade of cleaning, and it's a little more effort, but it's. It's great. It's good stuff, and it's easy. It's convenient, especially for working in people's garages, things like that. If people, if it's raining or whatever, you don't want to make a mess in someone's garage. That's your go-to. Or right if it's there. twenty degrees outside, you don't want to like be washing, and that's just like a sheet of ice when you're yeah. doing, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Would def- you say a bulk of your customers and clients are residential households and people, or do you do fleets for businesses? I would say it's a it's a pretty fair split. But most of the time I'm going to someone's house, but nearly as often, I'd say maybe 30% of the time I'm going to someone's business and just doing it right at the back door. Yeah. So the obvious here, business people out there, if you have a fleet of vehicles or a personal vehicle, call this guy. I mean, I know there was one time where you you did uh, this uh, air conditioning, uh, large air conditioning company, like, Mm -hmm. I don't know, 20 of their vehicles. And you were like cranking through them too, right? Um, Or you do like us one one at a time. Absolutely. So this is the show where we talk to entrepreneurs and business owners about their experience. Um, What is a piece of advice that somebody told you before you started your business that um, really you took to heart? That is a really good question. Um, And I think I have the answer. The answer, I think, is don't take advice from people who don't have what you want. And... What I mean by that is everyone's got an opinion and everyone, you know, when you tell them that you want to start a business from your family to your friends to people you meet on the street, they have something to tell you. Yeah. And they have advice and they think that they know the the million dollar idea for you. But someone told me once, don't take advice from someone unless they they have what you want, because those people are going to be the people who know what they're talking about. And uh, I think that that's come a pretty long way. Like you guys have given me tons of advice and I've listened to most of the advice you guys have given me because you guys have been. uh... Well, I guess the trick is also listen to the advice doesn't mean you have to do something with it. It's like in life, you want to be patient with with those who are sharing their knowledge with you because maybe you pick up some nuggets along the way. Right. But then there's other stuff that you're going to filter that crap out because it's just not. Absolutely. Absolutely. Interesting, interesting. So, so you've been doing this for I think this is your second season or third season. Um, this as far is, as an entrepreneur, I'm finishing up on my second season. It's been something I've been doing since uh, you know I'm, I'm 25 now, and I've been doing it on the side since I was like 16, 17. But I'm just finishing up my second season here now. Awesome. <laughs> Young entrepreneur. So, you know, Renee asked a question about some piece of advice. Is there anything that you would kind of latch on to to say, you know, definitely don't do that because that'll screw you, whether it be your type of business as an entrepreneur or other types of businesses as well? Something that really was glaring. Yeah, sure. Um, I guess for, for any younger entrepreneur looking to start, um, I don't want to say don't quit your day job, but don't quit it too early. Um, you know, I knew I wanted to start my business and I was ready and I wrote up a business plan and I had all the numbers. Um, but there are so many numbers that go unaccounted for when you haven't started yet and you're just thinking and you're just putting ideas together. And I know for me, I wanted to leave my job the second that I drew up a business plan and I said, this is good to go. I was like, this is, this is going to do me. I was, I was ready to go, but I had to wait a few more months to finish, uh, you know, basically dotting I's and crossing T's and working on things. But 
Um, for me, it was really important to have a second source of income while starting, and I still continue to have a second source of income um, while starting and am new in my business. So a lot yeah. of a lot of people might think like this is going to be easy or whatever, but there's a lot of stuff to to being a one man show like I am anyway. You know, you have the social media, you have meeting clients, you have doing the jobs, you have scheduling everything. And uh, that takes a lot of work, a lot of work, a lot of time. Absolutely. I've seen a lot of businesses don't do what you just said and will open their door and not have money put away for their expenses or the delayed opening or whatever happens with their business. And those businesses fail because they don't have enough saved and enough planning. When I first started my first business about 10 years ago, I knew that I needed that runway. And luckily, I had a 401k that I could cash out in of and use that to get me through a couple months till I had my feet on the ground financially. But not everybody has that type of luxury to do something. So it's really smart to have that second source of income until you don't need it anymore. And sometimes Definitely. that takes a couple years for people to do. Definitely. Now, since you've been in business and you're growing, I know you have a beautiful website um, designed by one of our awesome uh, website designers. Yep. Um, what has been the number one thing that has attracted you, your cash business? Is it advertising? Is it word of mouth? Um, so I've gone through a few methods of advertisement through my first year. Um, I've done a little bit of uh, print advertising, a little bit of online advertising. Um, my biggest biggest, biggest guys have been word of mouth. So I do a job for someone, they love it, they tell their friend, their friends call me. And other than that, it's just face to face, boots on the ground. Uh, sometimes, you know, if I see a car show going on in a parking lot, I'm pulling over, I'm passing out business cards, I'm shaking hands. Or if I see there's, an, uh, there's a car event, if I'm on the internet, and there's like, oh, there's a car event near you in a couple of days, I'm clearing my calendar, I'm heading there. So that has probably been it's definitely been the the most successful and the easiest way for me, but you know there's that doesn't mean that a uh, print or online advertising isn't good for me. I've definitely gotten jobs that way too. A lot of the times, people call me to say, "Hey, I was just googling for a detailer. I saw you in the area. I pulled up your website. I get that all the time. I pulled up your website. It was beautiful." And uh, so, really, all the things combined work well. But for me, it's been feet on the ground has been the most successful. Yeah. And I think those, like you started off by saying reviews and feet on the ground or referrals, I'm sorry, and feet on the ground. I think that in the perfect world, that's how business is driven, right? It's someone likes how good of a job you've done and therefore wants to share it with all your friends. There's a whole bunch of different philosophies about how you should ask or how you should get referrals and that sort of thing. Do you ask for referrals? Do you just hope they show up? Um, especially for an earlier entrepreneur like you, that's got to be hard to kind of figure out, you know? It's it's kind of tricky to ask for referrals. It's like, <clears throat> hey, if you know if you know anyone or whatever, I always make sure I leave them with cards because it leaves it leaves the door open so when i finish a job i'll i'll open their center console i'll style put a little stack in there <laughs> I like that. I like i'll that. put them in their glove compartment and then i'll make sure i hand them one at the end so they know they have one but they have a couple in the car for later or whatever my recommendation for you is just get a really cool magnet with your um phone number your website um and your logo and every house that you do give them a magnet and they'll put it on the refrigerator i love magnets but it's a subliminal reminder and it stays so, on the fridge and it stays helps on stay, the fridge helps stay top of mind because you're seeing it all the time and Exactly. That is, that is solid advice. 
I like that. And maybe while you're at it, take those magnets and walk around neighborhoods and slap them on people's mailboxes. Right? (laughs) Super glue them to the (laughs) dashboard. (laughs) They're never getting those things off. Unless you show up. I'm sure you can get it off. Yeah, right. So, no, this is really great. I think um, I want to make sure that people can actually get a hold of you. Because uh, you know, looking you up, pristine detailing on online. I'm not sure they can find you that way, but you know, give them your phone number if you wouldn't oh, mind yeah. speaking to the camera. Oh yeah, uh, pristine detailing. You can find me at preferpristine.com. Uh, my number is seven three two eight hundred eighty two sixty. That goes straight to my cell phone, day and night, rings in my pocket. <laughs> um, you can even call or text me. Uh, I also have an email, but it gets checked less, but that's pristine detailing New Jersey at Gmail. But feel free to text or call anytime. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, all that stuff, pristine detailing NJ. Yeah. And you know what? Little plug on you is there's a wide variety of vehicles. I told you about the, I mentioned the fleet work previously, which are big trucks and those sorts of things. Work vans, yeah. I've seen where you do the cool kind of 50s, 60s cars, you know, uh, like where one of the one of our clients had like uh, the Mustang, the old school. So, so you, oh, yeah. you know, you do those and I've seen nice, you know, new Audis, for example. Right. No. So it's not like, you know, so you do it all. Right. Yep. Which yep. is uh, which which is fantastic. I did a uh, I did a classic recently that came to me, and they had a, a soft top uh, convertible, and the you know this is a late '60s car, and the and the white on the soft top starting to mold, and there was spotting across the whole thing. We wound up bleaching it, steaming it, killing all the mold. Came out like paper white, bright white. It was beautiful. So I don't have a favorite car to work on because classic cars, new Audis, work trucks, they all come to me dirty and they all leave looking great and it makes me feel great all the same. <laughs> Very cool. Well, I don't know if there's anything else you want to tackle, Godmother. Well, uh, just two things that I wanted to share. One, when this podcast is over, we would like to book our next detailing because oh, yeah. uh, we're going on a road trip and I can imagine the kids are going to mess it up. So we'll we'll do that after. Alrighty. Um, the other thing is, I just wanted to point out today, I dressed to match the poker table so hashtag goals uh, (laughs) and i and i dress to clash the poker table see this that's it (laughs) i dress ready for work yeah you look good all right well thank you for coming on the show really appreciate it looking forward to yeah having you come over oh yeah you know i'll be there soon all right sounds good peace out everybody bye now cheers